This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Welcome to week five of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. My name is Dan King, and I'm joined by the boss man himself, John Was Jr. How are you doing, Was? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Having a rare day off, although I've just come back from vacation. But yeah, I've got a, a day's leave today. Uh, another Very one tomorrow. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just uh, all, all good. Sort of uh, licking our wounds after Sunday's victory. But you know, yeah, I mean, it's it may be a Wednesday that we're recording on, but it's still a victory Wednesday, right? It it's, Thursday. it's Thursday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday. I know what day it is. <laughs> I am. Time is made up. Time is made so, up. Well, well, I can tell you this: it's officially week five of the NFL. I will it not is. be staying up for Thursday night football. That is a given. oh, definitely not. It looks it looks rather what's the word dire. Uh, I mean, I think that's the two teams who have combined for the most sacks given up. So I think it could be quite a um, a mess of a of an offensive game. That, but yeah. enough about Washington and Chicago. Let's talk about the LA Chargers. So week four, we saw the Chargers at home taking on the Las Vegas Raiders, where we walked away with a victory 24-17. How did you you feel the game went? What was your your key takeaways from this game? And is it Khalil Mack? (laughs) Well, the first takeaway was how quick we got off... um out the traps, uh, scoring that first drive. Um, I was thought, here we go. We are, we are literally going to blow the doors off this, but it's the NFL. Um, don't speak too soon is the old saying. And, uh, we quickly uh, came back down to earth, didn't we? Um, yeah, we, we had a, a very Vince Lombardi second half, um, in terms of output and performance and scores. So, So just to to recap there, the Chargers went into the halftime break up 24-7. That's where the seven came from. And then the second half allowed 10 unanswered points to let the Vegas Raiders nearly claw their way back into the game. Now, of course, this wasn't just the Raiders walking over the Chargers. There were mitigating circumstances there, which we'll get into in a minute. But it did give like a, a slight pause for thought there. And reason to just be a bit on edge. I mean, we've seen plenty of Chargers games do exactly this and not turn out the way that this one did. But thankfully, this did. The Chargers moved to two and two on the year, dropped the Raiders to one and three. Um, and yeah, now now we get coming up our bye week and hopefully a chance to take stock of where things are and look forwards. So um, should we touch on Khalil Mack? The guy um kind of showed up. Did, did he actually? Uh, I, I don't remember. I don't recall seeing him, mate. To be fair, yeah, during K- the Khalil Khalil Sack was that? What was it? Six sacks, the single game record for the Chargers. Well, yeah, it, for the league. It, it, it almost one more. I mean, look, absolutely phenomenal. And I think this is where I got into a almost an argument on the NFL UK Facebook page the other day, and. I don't often post on there and uh, there's a reason for it. Um, too many people just look at the box score. You know, the fact that Mac hasn't had a sack go into, into that game against the Raiders, you know, he's still getting, uh, you know, production, whether it be a hurry or, or a hit, um, you know, he's, 
the offensive line have got to take care of two premier um, pass rushes in, in Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. So, you know, Mack's on the field, you, you know, um, he's making an impact. Obviously, on Sunday night, there was no Joey Bosa, but I think him and uh, Mack and Tooley, you know, they had a bit of a tandem going and Mack was just relentless. Uh, it's the job of the offensive line to pass, protect the quarterback. And if they don't do a good job, you're going to get hurt. And certainly that's what happened with, with Khalil Mack. I mean, he, he, he was aggressive. He, he was smart. Um, and do you know what? I think hopefully it will set the tone for the rest of the season for the defence because it, it does go to prove that we have got some juice out there. Despite what people are saying, you know, there's, despite the fact that the Chargers' defence started off the first two games ranked uh, 32nd in DVOA, you know, we, we can make things happen. You know, we had we had takeaways, uh, we, we had stops. And let's let's be honest, Dan, it was the defense that bailed us out. You know, we'll, oh, we'll get into sure, just, sure. we'll get into Justin Herbert shortly, but that's why you have a defense. You know, and of course, it, it doesn't hurt going against uh, Brett Favre. Well, not not Brett Favre. Um, what's the guy's name? A Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> Aiden O'Connell. Guy looks like Brett Favre. Um, but yeah, it doesn't hurt going up against Aiden O'Connell in his in his NFL debut. You had to have a little bit of sympathy for the guy. Sure, he's on the Raiders, but that's not good. That's not a way to start a career for anyone. That was it wasn't quite Nate Peterman, but it was it was getting that way, at least in the first half. Um, yeah, Khalil Mack, six sacks on the day, absolutely dominant. And as you as you touched on there, he it's not always been about the the box score for Mac. It's about eating up space, taking on two blockers. Um, you get which, which, Mac which on he one did. side, Bosa <laughs> on the he other. Oh, yeah, he did, and he still got those six sacks. So, um, but I think I think part of that has to be teams now having to take notice of Tuli Tuipolotu because hundred oh, percent he is on track for at least some. Rookie recognition, be it a monthly award. I, I know that the I think the first monthly award went to Gonzalez of the Patriots, who we'll come yeah. on to later. Um, but Tua Pelotu's been playing absolutely lights out to steal from Sean Merriman there, um, and it's it's been great to see because you you kind of don't have that same expectation on a guy taken outside of the first round, but to see him come in and just make himself known has, has been yeah, quite I mean quite good. He did have quite a low production, Tooley, but I think, like you say, he's the fact that people have seen tape, and he's, he, you know, he's a threat. He had one hurry on um, on um, Sunday. That's according to PFF. It's interesting because if you actually look at PFF stats, and I noticed this the other day, I was a bit confused. And then Matt Money Smith brought it up. PFF they they actually grade their um, pressures, including sacks, hits, hurries. Etc. Differently to the, to the rest of the stats out there. I, I love PFF. It's you know it's it's my go-to place of stats. Mac six uh, six sacks, uh, three hurries. You know, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and a pass to flex as well. He got um, his hand yeah, on the ball. He did. He did. Outside that, not many people got a chance. But because Mac's production was so high, you know, um, yeah, there's only so many sacks to go around. Correct. <laughs> We're mean, not going to see six from Mac and five. From I don't know, Jasir Taylor or something. There's that's just and, not gonna happen. 
And, and you know, we talk about a 91.2 uh, PFF pass rush grade. And let's, you know, remind the listeners that the grading goes on the actual um, scheme at the time of the actual play. So if Max fighting off two uh, pass blockers, he's going to get a higher grade. If you're just bursting through the seams and getting a quick sack, you're not going to get graded as high. It goes negative two to plus two on each play. You know, and and that's why sometimes you look at the pass rush grade, you're thinking that's particularly low. But it, it, like I say, if you're open and there's no one there to block you straight down the middle, you're not necessarily going to get a, gra- a good grade for that. But you know, Khalil Mack was up there, Chris Rumph eighty-eight point seven, and Kenneth Murray uh, eighty-one point four. Uh, yeah, again, another player who got his hand on the ball. He did. He got his hand on the ball. Wasn't particularly gay, uh, good uh, against run defense uh, in certain times, but. He's another player that looks like he's he's up for the fight. You know, he, he wants to be in there, um, green dot on the helmet and all that uh, good stuff. But the charge is up to 22nd uh, on defensive yeah, DVOA, Dan. We're, we're improving. And, and let look, let's, let's, let's be really, really clear. Had we seen the charge of defence of week one, we may not have stood up and won that game. You know, uh, that late interception... You know, late interception by uh, ASJ. It was there. People say what they want about that potential pick six. For me, I will scream at the TV going, just go to ground, go to ground. Because at the minute, the Chargers are in those positions where had he legged it down towards the end zone, who knows what would have happened. The, the, the uh, turf toe monster might have got hold of him, spilled the ball, <laughs> I'd like recover got to midfield and then go down. <laughs> I know just, it's just he looked like he had space in front of him, and it was it was it Staley just running down the sideline, going stop, stop. Well, well, this is it. You know what what happened with JC Jackson exactly in, in week uh, one by getting, it, by getting Samuel to stop so soon. It was like, oh, now we've got the ball here. Just get a bit of space. Put your hand in a pan of boiling hot water. You'll do it once. You ain't going to do it again. And, and I think that's yeah. what happened there. But then it's it's time now to look at that film retrospectively and say, well, do you know what? Maybe breathe, bit of confidence, get yeah, some yardage some up faith. the field. Yeah, we don't, we don't have the JC Jackson problem anymore, and this isn't Samuel's first pick in this scheme. We saw a lot of it last year, and this was a fantastic jumping of the route or route, if you want, on um, on Sunday, jumping in front, um, taking that ball away at the end of the game to seal it off. So that was that was good to see. Um, another player who made a, a good tackle in this game, who I think we, we can't neglect, is um, Cameron Dicker had a good tackle. Properly close. I was going to say somebody else, but yeah, yeah, exactly. They're all up for it. I mean, we'll talk about Herbert in a minute with that stiff arm, but <laughs> yeah, on on Isaac Rochelle as well. It's like, I always liked Isaac Rochelle, but it's a little bit funny. Well, um, I, used to, I used to like Jerry Tillery after, until he did well, what he did. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. i tell you what. As soon as I saw that, I mean, it was in the wrong place to do it for a start because he's right on the sideline with all the charges. Charge sideline, yeah. But the way that the charges reacted told me a lot about this team because what I th- it, it might have been um, Fouts and Furious on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. He tweeted when um, Justin Jefferson was sort of uh, running his mouth against Keenan Allen a few years ago and, and no one jumped to Keenan's yeah, defence. Yeah, that was um, Jefferson kind of flicked the ball yes. at Allen on the yeah, sideline. Yeah, but this time, 
whole the whole world erupted. And then you know you've got all sorts of players tweeting saying defend uh, number ten at all costs. And it's things like that when you know that your teammates have got your back. Yeah, and for sure. it could it could have been the worst thing that Jerry Tillery uh, did to spark off some uh, let's say comradeship. It was probably already yeah, there. If, if the Chargers needed anything to galvanise them in that game against a rival at home, when you've got a losing record, I mean, I don't think we needed that, but it yeah. didn't hurt. I mean, I, I I reacted quite negatively at the time to just uh, oh, to yeah. Jerry Tillery. Blinding all over. Yeah, I, I'm not. Um, you know, I'm I'm not condoning what he did. I'm not making um any sort of case for any mitigations. But you know, this is a highly charged, pardon the pun, sport. And um, clearly, I'm I'm sure he's sat at home right now, probably embarrassed about it. Um, Jerry, think, if you're listening, I get it. But we. But you're not forgiven. <laughs> yeah. Stay off number 10 at all no, costs. He, there's got to be some emotion there. And it's got to be tough being you, a former I'm, I'm, player and being relegated to playing for the Raiders. I'm, just... I'm going to fast forward to the post-game uh, press conference. And do you know what? There have been a lot of players there, a lot of quarterbacks from yesteryear and today would have stood there spitting feathers and saying some quite strong things. Justin Herbert remained completely professional behind that mic. Now, what I he mean, says off camera... He quoted is, Monty Python, but apart from that... <laughs> yeah, but I think, you know, the fact that he said, you know, we trust, you know, we, we respect the team and I've got a lot of time for Jerry and stuff like that. Yeah. That is a mark of a of a truly um, remarkable uh, sports... Uh, yeah, it's professional. Know, because very, very professional, very mature... Um, it's you know, a physical game. He's aware it's a physical game. He's in a position where he knows he's going to get hit sometimes. And yeah, sometimes it's going to happen out of bounds. Um, but he knows, I feel like he knows as much as anyone that there's there's no guarantee in being able to play football. So like he's got to be, he's got to have in his head. He's, he's worked with Tillery. He spent quite a bit of time with Tillery. He's going to be thinking, is this going to affect this guy's career? I will be kind of just nice because there's no need to there's no need to hate anyone. Yeah, I, I don't think it's in Herbert's uh, sort of makeup to to go. No, uh, you know, you, I'm sure if it was Philip Rivers, he'd have stood up and, and thanked <laughs> Jerry and probably probably bought him a uh, couple of beers because that's just the way that um, yeah. Big Phil was. But you know, I think you know Justin Herbert is such a class act. Um, I and going back to my previous story about the NFL UK, when people are saying that Herbert's not elite, what a load of crap. Stop talking oh, yeah. crap. What you a You mean the social media quarterback? Oh, yes. <laughs> Terrible. Did you but look, see... Shall, 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 go on. Uh, just one last point on that on that hit. Did you see Keenan Allen? Um, so he was mic'd up for the game, and the, the play where Herbert gets hit by Tillery, Tillery's walking back across the field, away from the horde of Chargers players, and he just goes up to him and goes, Man, Jerry, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I think Max Crosby had a word with Jerry as well. Yeah, um, I, I think most people would have had a word with Jerry Tillery there. Too. Let, let's don't let's, get yourself um, kicked out of the game. Let's talk about um, Herbert and the offense. Yeah. What no, a guy, no, yeah. Um, no, Mike Williams, obviously out for the season. 
Definitely no. made an impact not having Mike Williams there. Yeah, no, no Austin Eckler again for, for the second week. But I think the the team did what it had to do. Um, the first that first drive was pretty good, but we, we saw too many three and outs again, Dan. But yeah, let me just what? throw some of the stats out there Go on. For, Go for how Herbert and the offense did. So Herbert went 13 of 24, one touchdown, his first interception of the season. Um, and his lowest completion rate as well. And his lowest completion rate, yes. That was um he was 13 of 24. So yeah, not, not the greatest, but he is still one of the best in the league. Um he ran for two touchdowns. Um and Josh Kelly kind of got going a bit. He had 17 carries, which is something we hadn't seen last week from the running backs. But 17 carries, 65 yards. He had a 22-yard run in that as well. The biggest drop-off we had offensively was from the wide receiver position because we're missing Mike Williams and there's not really... I'm assuming the plan is address it in the bye week because we forced the ball towards Palmer and Johnson a couple of times on the sideline and it was very much plays that were made for Mike Williams that just didn't work for those guys. I mean, Palmer had eight targets, three receptions for 77 yards. He was productive, but not as productive as you'd want. And Allen, five targets, three receptions, for 32 yards and a touchdown. So he still had yeah. an okay fantasy day with his, his touchdown, but you compare that to the 200-yard Keenan Allen from, from the past game, and it's a... a considerable drop-off because he's drawing more of the coverage that Williams would have been drawing. Yeah, and I think I think the other, the other thing to work to remember as well, 156 yards on the ground. Um so you know as Keller Moore said, you know, horses for courses, they'll run it when they need to, they will pass it when they need to. And I, I still believe that they're looking a lot more fluid um, under this Kellen Moore uh, leadership. Oh, um, I'd agree, I'd agree. You know, it wasn't pretty. But then, do you know what? I'm going to come out and defend Brandon Staley. Ooh. Because he did say, this is the NFL, this is not college football. People need to remember that. You know, you are going to get crazy scores when Miami stick a 70-burger on the team. What, yep. what, it's, it's crazy. And obviously last week, Buffalo dumped uh, quite, you know, 40 odd points on Miami. You, you're going to get that. This is the NFL. There's a lot of pride, you know, and th- th- there's a lot of quality across all the rosters. Some have got better quality than others. Some have an off day. But, you know, this is competitive. The Raiders came into the building with no hope in hell's chance. Um, and they put up a fight. You know, Matt Crosby got stuck in. Um, Josh Jacobs ran heavy. I think he had 138 net yards. You know, yeah. Devontae uh, Adams, uh, he, he was a threat. So, you know, I, I'm going to stick up for Staley there. Th- these games are close. A bit closer than we like in some cases. But it's super competitive. If it was one side all the time, it'd get a bit dull, wouldn't it? But It, it would. Know, it would. Um... I'd, I'd like to see us win a game by more than one score, but if we can win a one-score game, I'm happy. Regardless, I mean, Dar- Dar- uh, uh, Darius Davis looked uh, pretty good on the ground. That first, three car- yeah, seventeen-yard well, average. You know, three, I, I think- three carries for fifty-one yards, including a longest of fifty-one yards. 51, so yeah. he had two two runs for nothing, but that fifty-one yards. What a, what a way to kick off that game! I was late to joining this game. I missed the first couple of plays, so I tune in. And we're already down in Raiders territory. And I'm like, what? What has happened? How has this happened? Yeah. 
and to just catch up by uh, logging on to Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it and immediately yeah. seeing here's this highlight play from Darius Davis and it's just like okay I mean, that's that's the plan I'm here for it yeah I'd like to see Darius get involved a little bit more against Dallas we'll obviously talk about that next week but a bit concerned about QJ um, three receptions. He only had one, uh, three targets, one reception for 18 yards, Dan. Um, mm-hmm. Work in progress, I think. You know, you know for, for sure. early, I, early days. Um, I do think we'll see a different passing attack after the bye. Um, and I think we'll see maybe QJ being a bit more situational in the way that yeah. he's used. But I feel in this, this game, coming off that previous game and losing Mike Williams... It felt very much like a, we're just going to have to go with what we've got and figure it out on the fly, which, yeah. sure. Um, we, we saw improvements in the run game. We saw a drop-off in the passing game. Is it Quentin Johnson not being comfortable? Is it him not knowing which way to turn, maybe? I I can't say, but I'd be I'd be keen to see how we feel about him saying in eight weeks' time. Like, Are we still having the <clears throat> same discussion in eight weeks' time? Or are we saying, okay... He's had a couple of decent games. We've seen maybe multiple catch games from him would be nice. Yeah, I think we're going to see some more production out of the passing game, like you said. I mean, you look at the tight ends. Everett, Parham, and Smart, they combined for a total of nine yards receiving. And that was all on Gerald Everett on two, uh, two, tar- uh, two I, receptions. I have loved watching Gerald Everett this year, though. The guy just does not go down. He no. runs through at least six players. Yeah, I did. I, I did actually draft uh, Donald Parham uh, on my fantasy team. I left him on the bench. I'm glad I did. And I I've picked since, him up uh, off waivers last week, and yeah, he is I've, still on my bench. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I think I've put him back on waivers because um, there's, there's, there's no point in having him this week, and you'll probably be able to pick him up in week six if you think he's going to get some uh, production. But look, let's talk about Justin Herbert. Yes. Yeah. So Herbert. We, we've mentioned his stats, but of course, stats are not the important thing here. What we saw from Herbert was the nice stiff arm on Isaac Rochelle. He, he got out of the pocket and Herbert was using his feet a lot more than we've seen, say, in the last six games. So the end of the Lombardi era and start of the Moore era, we've seen some mobility from Justin Herbert that we knew was there, but was hampered by his rib injury last year. So we saw getting out of the pocket and stiff arming Rochelle. We saw two rushing touchdowns. We saw Herbert faking out. Um, uh, what was the defender's name? Uh, Diablo, Divine Diablo, faking yeah. out Divine Diablo, uh, which was just fantastic. And then escaping out of the pocket and staying alive. That was the one thing I felt we saw a lot of from Herbert was staying alive from situations that you thought, oh, he's going to end up in the ground. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I actually thought. To be honest, Dan. I mean, you know, when you're watching when you're watching live tape, um, you know, live action, it sometimes your mind deceives you. Um, and I actually thought uh, I'm just bringing up the numbers right now, but I thought it took a lot more heat than what is advertised. Yeah, he got he got hit Six, four times. He Is did. It? Sixteen pressures we gave up, according to PFF. And I I thought it took I thought the Raiders generate a lot more heat, but I think it's just the nature of Herbert. He's, he's alert in the pocket and he will scramble to where he needs to. And obviously that's how the hit came about with Jerry Tillery. 
But I think yes. that the, the thing that blows me away the most, every time he takes a snap, I think he's going to produce some magic because he's, he's just a special football player. And I went on, I actually went on record on Sunday. Bear in mind of all the players that have played certainly during our time in our, you know, mm -hmm. our generation. And you look back at sort of the, the, the football players that we never got to saw, but we read about. You've seen tape on Walter Payton's of this world. Justin Herbert is my favourite all-time NFL player, period. It's a bold statement, but I I can't hate on that statement. He is a very, very <laughs> good player. And you just have to admire the stuff he can do. It's, you know what, I it's love absolutely wild. Philip, you know, Enzo 85, obviously, Antonio Gates, Philip <laughs> Rivers. I've got three Rivers jerseys here, but Herbert for me is just he's just he's just the best. Um you know, he's just my all-time favourite. I just can't get enough watching him. Um, and he just still irritates me. He, he, do you know what? He's going to be a Lionel Messi. Until he wins the Super Bowl, he's going to be all those <laughs> doubts. Say we look Messi. Same, never won same happened with Rivers. Yeah, like, yeah. People were quick to write him off because, well, Eli won some rings and Rivers hasn't. Like, but, yeah. I mean, let's just go back. Let's just, you know, what, why, why is Herbert, Herbert so special? I mean, talk about clutch situations and people said Herbert's not clutch. Well, actually, his ass is on the line uh, late on in the game. You know, that 54-yard that bomb to Josh Palmer, you know, on his own uh, seven-yard line late on. Uh, a, a lot of... Yeah, with, a, with the banged-up hand. With the banged-up hand. A lot of quarterbacks would have fluffed that. You know, that you know it, it'd have ended up being a... A bit of a disaster um, from from a QB perspective, but you know, at the end of the day, um, I think it was just uh, an all round good performance. Considering he, he jabbed his finger in in um, Crosby's face mask, you know, um, playing without his two of his uh, most important weapons in Mike Dub and, and, and Austin, uh, but he is a true leader. Uh, he's a true leader of this franchise. Um, he's the face of the franchise and. You know, it's just great to see him, you know, rushing touch uh, touchdowns because he hasn't been one of those Lamar Jackson types where he's, you know, he's rushing more than his, his RB1s. Um, we haven't seen Herbert rush too much in, in recent weeks or then sort of towards the end of last season, but he's still got, he's, he's mobile, he's, he's a unit, he's a stiff arm. That's just incredible strength to do that. Um now we've just got to hope that he rests up and that finger's repaired. Uh, whether or not he can take snaps under centre will be... Um... Hey, give me some more shotgun, Herbert. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was it was, um, it was. was tough to see that, that injury. Uh, the report was he's fractured a finger, was it? Uh, fractured yes. his middle finger on his left yeah. hand. That's correct. So his non-throwing hand. Um he did come out with a splint on and then a well, glove. Th that's the thing. Easter stick was warming up on the sidelines. Herbert's in the blue tent. There's nowhere on earth. You have to you have to remove a, oh, a yeah. kneecap <laughs> for him not to come back out. And I'm and I'm pretty sure that he would have said, There's nowhere on earth that I'm not yeah, just, playing the rest I mean, of this he, game. He said it is but a flesh wound, it is but a scratch. There's there are people on this planet that take a salary. Under false pretenses, Herbert is a is someone that earns every single he's dime. A tough, tough dude. 
very, very tough. But you know, he's he's got us out of a jam. Um, he got a few fancy owners out, fancy owners out of a jam. Um, but unfortunately, it came down to a close game again. But as we said, this is the NFL, and we're going to keep seeing this. I, I don't think certainly the next two weeks we're going to be blowing anybody out. That's for sure. But this is a time for R and R, rest and recuperation, as the title of this podcast says. Um, so we'll take the win. We are one of twelve yep. teams that are now back up to five hundred. <laughs> yep, two and two, second in the division in the um, division behind the Chiefs, but that's to be expected. Um, despite their loss in Week One, but yeah, well, they, they they could stub their toe in against uh, Minnesota in Week Five. You never know. They very could. They very well could. They very well could. Kirk how Cousins, how Justin Jefferson? Ooh. I've I've unfortunately now watched the um, Vikings games in two weeks in a row after they destroyed my wife's team, the Panthers, this weekend just gone. I destroyed is a bit strong, but um, again, <laughs> saw Justin Jefferson out there looking a bit banged up again. So so we'll see how how he holds up against the Chiefs. But let's let's not spend too much time on other teams. Let's let's talk about how you feel about the Chargers so far. We're a quarter of the way through the season. First quarter's done. We're two and two. Happy, underwhelmed, or somewhere else? Somewhere else because we could have been in a position where <laughs> it's the same old Chargers. We could we should be on a uh, you know a, a positive footing, either three and one or or four and zero. Oh. There's no reason why we couldn't have beaten uh, Miami. You know, people like JC Jackson trying to run it out of the end zone. Ryan Tannehill making him look like an all-star um, MVP uh, or all-pro MVP, should I say, um, when he had a gash game in week one. But it is what it is. People thought we might have stubbed our toe in Minnesota. Um, and then we, we we were expected to win on, on Sunday and we did that. So glass half full, I think, uh, damn, because we are at 500 football, our season is still alive. Um, Two-game winning streak. Two-game winning streak. We've got two tough games coming up, but we've got the bye. We need Austin Eckler to stay healthy, especially now Mike Dubs out for the season. Uh, and this is the thing, you know, with the charges, it's like we make progress somewhere. We spoke about this a lot last season. Giveth and take the way. You know, one hand we're handing out and then the other hand we're getting it taken off. As it's, it's very frustrating, but... Um, We've 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 seen enough that we can get the offense rolling. It does look a lot better. Defense is improving. That that is a fact. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 optimistic despite the fact that we've got two really tough games coming up. Yeah, I I do not do not look forward to the game against the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense has been um, stingy at best. They've allowed the fewest points in the league by fourteen. They've allowed 41 points this year. Yeah. Yeah. Mike across four games. Lights out. But mm. uh, as, as John, who's currently uh, on a road trip, he's traveling uh, to the West Coast. He mentioned it last week that, you know, we had an easy, a soft opening to the season. Uh, and now we're getting into the nitty gritty of the season. And although we were sort of raising eyebrows when the schedule came out that, we got a week five bye. It's actually come at a perfect time. It and really has. It I really don't has. think Herbert's going to. 
No, I don't. I don't think Herbert's going to fully recover by uh, week um, week six. I broke my finger many years ago, and it and it took an age to settle down. Um, but it, it is what it is. He will play in week six. That's that's a fact. Um, Eckler should be good to go. I personally think. I reckon he was ninety five percent. Good to go on on Sunday, and they, they just said no. There's no point. I, I, I do go. wonder if there's a part of Eckler that's gone. Huh? You've traded away JC Jackson. You mean there might be some more money on the roster? Um, well, I might be fit. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, hey, whatever he's got to do to get that money, the guy deserves it. We're, we're going to get hopefully one or two more players back as well. Um, for, yeah, for week see six. If um, so, uh, Jalen Guyton on the pup list. Well, is he now eligible to start training? I think he has to start training by week five. Week five. So will we say see the return of Jalen Guyton? Will that change What's... the way that we approach the passing game, having a true speed threat out there? What's your um, take on the first four games, Mr. So King? I'm, I'm relatively happy. Like I'm definitely in a better mood because of the game we've just seen. Um, yeah. Knowing that we've got that two-game win streak, and obviously, the Tillery hit was not great, but that extra team building moment to just be, hey, no, this is the Chargers. You're not doing this to us. So hopefully, I just have that extra inspiration to just push on. I'd be, I'd be, yeah, remiss if I didn't say I wasn't keen on the week five buy at the start of the year, but. As you said, it's kind of worked out okay for us. It's just whether it works out okay for us in five weeks' time that we don't still have our bye to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I begin to see how we do with this extra week of preparation against Dallas. Um, they've got a big game this weekend, I believe. San Francisco. Uh, yeah. So that's where we'll see if the Dallas defense can actually keep people out or if if they're going to get a bit overwhelmed by the Niners offense and Christian McCaffrey. Um, I've got but, a funny feeling that every single player on the Chargers 53 man roster will be tuning to that game this weekend to deter, you know, to find out what's going on. And then yeah, before they start digging, digging into the all 22. Um, so, you know, but no better preparation for the current the 2023 Dallas Cowboys, then a bye week. Now, if I remember rightly, we expected them to win. Was it 2021 we played Dallas and we got beat? Sounds right. It didn't, it wasn't very good. Um, you know, we, 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 we came unstuck big time. Uh, so different circumstances. My, my favorite Dallas game still is though the Thanksgiving one where you had Keenan Allen just cutting inside a few people and really going off. Uh, about four or five years ago, whenever that was. That's that's the one that sticks out to me as like Chargers versus Cowboys. Oh yeah. Well, head to head, believe it or not, we are three and one going back to two thousand and nine. So the okay. game that you game that you're talking about was the twenty eight to six Dan. Yes. Um yeah, Dallas Dallas came away with a twenty seventeen victory. Oh, and what happened to the Chargers? In that game, two field goals in the second half. In fact, we got the uh, we got a uh, two pointer. If you remember in the in the second quarter against in that game against Dallas in twenty twenty one. So you know, lots of improvements we made there. 
despite shutting Dallas out for two quarters, they came back with a victory. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them and the 49ers. Um, but we've got some more news, haven't we, Dan, with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers? The the trading of JC oh, yes. Jackson to the New England Patriots. What a surprise there. Um, Patriots have lost Ooh. Christian Gonzalez potentially for the season after his absolutely impressive start to the year, um, winning Defensive Rookie of the Month for September. And yeah, the Chargers and the Patriots are swapping sixth and seventh round picks in 2025 and offloading JC Jackson to the Patriots. Now, I believe we're still paying a fair chunk of his salary for this year. Um, that was what was able to facilitate the trade happening. But were you surprised to see something actually happen here? Or did you think it would just kind of settle down after the buy and JC would slot back into the team? No, um, I didn't think I didn't think all was well when there was the comments about I'm confused. And I did say, didn't I, about Desmond King, similar situation. Now, something's happened there. There's been yes. a breakdown in relations with someone, somebody. Um, do you know what? Good luck to JC in New England. It didn't work out on the West Coast for him. Um, but, you know, he's going back to where he came from under Bill uh, Belichick. He'll look to rejuvenate and re-kickstart his, his um, career, if you like. But what that means now is the Chargers have got what they've got. They have claimed Esang Bassi off waivers, former Denver cornerback, uh, played 36, uh, 31 times, four starts, had some interceptions, tackles for loss. Um, he'll just be there, I think, um, just to shore up the numbers. Yeah, he'll so, just be depth at least, at least in the short term, just make sure we've got the bodies there for practice. So straight away... Probably maybe Sunday night, I'll do my first mock draft of the way too early projection for 2024. <laughs> We're taking a quarterback in round one. That's exactly what's going down there. And I wouldn't be surprised if we don't take a quarterback in round two as well. So, um, you know, maybe it's, a tight uh, end. <laughs> see how, Just to see play how devil's advocate there. See how we get on. But, you know, it's uh, no, I'm not surprised by JC Jackson's trade. No. Um, you know, that, that, that's completely fair. I mean, the guy was a healthy scratch in week three and then was active in week four, but didn't play a single snap. So, yeah, so it's not surprising to see um, the Chargers make that break and move on from JC Jackson. Clearly, things weren't perfect with Jackson in Staley's defense. The guy made his name playing man and was not performing up to the level we were hoping for in a man first defense this year um but we did see i mean we we had a a different week in terms of secondary this week just gone with no gilman and no james as well and uh, jc secondary... woods yeah and we we saw what, uh dean marlow uh raheem lane was it marlow and lane played yeah uh the majority of that game and um played relatively well there were no no major concerns. There were a couple of plays where you're like, okay, but at the same time, you're thinking, well, these aren't our regular starters. So to hold the Raiders to just two players really doing anything, yeah, I'm, I'm not disappointed. Kenneth Murray was good in um, coverage as well. I, so I do wonder only... if um, Eric Kendricks being back or even just being with the team has helped Murray kind of 
focus a bit further having that yeah i think that, so um yeah. kind of that veteran player there rather than being Plus, against someone like drew tranquil who was also himself quite young in the game yeah i also think as well uh murray went away didn't he in the off season he worked his tail yeah. off you know probably studying film and look there, there are there are football players out there we've seen from different franchises who have got the gift and just let it slip. There's a well-known documentary on Netflix at the moment. I'm not going to mention his name. He doesn't deserve it uh, on on here on the on the Chargers podcast. But clearly, Murray wants it. He wants it badly. Um, and the fact that we've been talking about it in the last two two weeks uh, on the upside is, is a positive. But yeah, look, no JT was no Derwin James, no Gilman. Um, I mean, pass. Yeah, you know, uh, coverage did get a bit of a hammering uh, in, in certain sections of the media. I tell you what, Dan, we've missed something. <gasps> Fourth down. Oh God! See, I, I'd like to think we hadn't missed it. We were choosing to ignore it <laughs> because fourth, in again, um, I get it. The the um, statistical analysis is that it was the right call both times, both in week three and week four, to go for it on fourth down. But I didn't like it. I did not like it. <laughs> well, the thing is, if I remember rightly, this was this QB sneak, yes or no. Herbert had a yep. busted finger, didn't he? I no. think it might have been before his finger. Was it? Um, it was definitely a QB sneak because um, it... From some angles, you think at first, oh, has he got it? And then you see clearly he stopped like half a yard short. Um, anyway, we, we didn't convert. Um, yep. It is what it is. They either work or they don't. You got a 50 50 chance. The, the way I kind of looked at it this week was we were going up against a rookie quarterback making his first start who had fumbled twice already. So I wasn't as against it as I was in week three. Because I didn't feel, I never felt like, oh God, if we turn the ball over to them on downs here, they're going to march down the field and score. Yeah. Um, they, now they did put that together in the second half, but for the most part, it was a, it was an okay. We're playing against an offense who is clearly struggling, so give them the ball there. They're not going to do anything with it. Well, yeah. Let's just hope that we can actually put something together. Uh, in the second half against our next two opponents. I like to think that this fourth this fourth down nonsense that we've seen in week three and week four and not converting is to lull teams into a false sense of security. So come week <laughs> six, we get a fourth down on our own 10-yard line and they think, ah, oh, they're going to try and run it that one yard and fail and Herbert will just throw a bomb 90 yards to Jalen Guyton. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Hey, we, we saw, we've seen... Um, we've seen them setting up the screen pass to then give Alan that double pass. Like stranger things have do, happened. Do, do you know what? I've got a funny feeling we ain't going to see the last of that. Yeah, yeah. Especially now that there's no Mike Williams. We're, Who's he throwing it to? Well, Big Gerald. Yeah. QJ. We don't know. As I said, I think we're going to see more Palms. of that. Well, you, you, the, the, that's the thing. We've got receivers. All right, we've lost Mike Dunn, but we have got receivers. Yeah, we you know, do. We're we, we can get it done. We, we can get it done. You know, you never know. We might see uh, Trey Pipkins in the end zone again. <laughs> hey, <it's, laughs> I, I'm for it. Get the big guys in there. Get them some love. Look, all, all, 
All, all we can say to Chargers uh, listeners out there, thanks for tuning in. Just enjoy week five because it's a roller coaster between now and the end of the season. You know, this it is. is this is the easiest week we've got. We don't have to worry <laughs> about preparation. We don't have to worry about. We hopefully don't have to worry about injuries. This is the time to relax. Take take um, note of where we've come so far, and just be optimistic about the next quarter of the season. We've got the Cowboys. The Chiefs, I then forget. I'm sure we've got the Jets in that run as well. Um, and I forget the fourth game. But yeah, these these next two games are key for the Chargers and Chargers seasons. If we can come away splitting those two games, I think you're, you're doing okay. We've got the Bears and the Jets after the Chiefs. Bears, that was it. So yeah, if we, if we come away with a win from the Chiefs or Cowboys game, I think we've got a solid chance of getting to five and three. Uh, I just can't wait for December. Could be the best month ever. Broncos, Raiders, Bills, Broncos, Chiefs. <laughs> Good old Phil Semba. <laughs> but I think I think um Well the Chiefs are I, in January, so that's strictly not true. Well, December's still good then. Yeah. Well, I think I think that pretty much does us for this week. Um, does. unless there's anything else you wanted to touch on, was no, all good. Thanks for joining. Uh safe travels to Bez and uh, John are currently on road trips to their various destinations. We'll be back next week, same time, to preview the Dallas Cowboys at home to the 2-2 two and two Los Angeles Chargers. Bolt up. Where can the um, fans oh. find you? At endzone85, at chargerup underscore bolts. Don't forget to get John at Adroit Airs, hashtag chocolate. UK, uh, sorry, uh, Bez Spaniard and Charged Up Pod. That's a lot. And of, you can uh, find me at UKLA Chargers. I've been Dan King. He's been John Was Jr. This has been the Charged Up Bolts podcast. And we'll catch you next time. Bolt up. Bolt up. This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers. And you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. Uh, that was a good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>